What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. My name is Abby Wilson, and I have the privilege of serving as the Director of Guest Services. We are so happy you're joining us today as we continue on in our reading of the book of Judges. So the way this is going to work is I'm just going to read some scripture, um, give a couple notes and takeaways, and then we will be on our way. So we are going to be reading today in Judges chapter 16, verses 1 through 22, and I'm going to be reading this out of the English Standard Version. So here we go. Uh, Judges 16, verse 1. Samson went to Gaza, and there he saw a prostitute, and he went in with her. The Gazites were told, Samson has come here, and they surrounded the place and set an ambush for him all night at the gate of the city. They kept quiet all night, saying, Let us wait till the light of the morning, then we will kill him. But Samson lay till midnight, and at midnight he arose and took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts, and pulled them up, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill that that is in front of Hebron. After this, he loved a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Seduce him and see where his great strength lies, and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to humble him, and we will each give you eleven hundred pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your great strengths lie, and how you might be bound, that one could subdue you. Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now she had men lying in ambush in an inner chamber, and she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped the bowstrings as a thread of flax snaps when it touches the fire, so the secret of his strength was not known. Then Delilah said to Samson, Behold, you have mocked me and told me lies. Please tell me how you might be bound. And he said to her, If they bind me with new ropes that have not been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And the men lying in ambush were in an inner chamber, but he snapped the ropes off his arms like a thread. Then Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me how you might be bound. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with the web and fasten it in tight, Fasten it tight with the pen, then I shall become weak like any other man. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks of his head and wove them into the web. And she made them tight with the pen and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled away the pen, the loom, and the web. And she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times, and you have not told me where your great strength lies. And when she pressed him hard with her words day after day and urged him, his soul was vexed to death. And he told her all his heart and said to her, A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head is shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man." When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up again, for he has told me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came 
came up to her and brought the money in their hands. She made him sleep on her knees, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as at the other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. And the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles. And he ground at the mill in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Who, y'all? Okay, I don't know about you, but every time I read this story, I just want to jump out of my seat and be like, Samson, don't tell her. It's like, you know, three different times um, she tries to trap him. He knows that the Philistines are after him. Um, And so I just want to be like, man, come on, don't don't give in. And why do you keep going back to her? Um, But we're going to get into that a little bit. So Um, Let's go back to verses one through three. Remember at this time, um, we just heard yesterday um, that Samson was a judge in Israel. So he is a judge, you know, God called up these judges, but he is very obviously living in sin where um, he had gone to Gaza and there he saw the prostitute and he went in with her. Um, You know, what this just reminds me of though, even us in our sin nature, because we all have that. We are all born sinners. Um, We all have that in us, um, that kind of um, innate desire to please ourselves, um, to look out for ourselves, to do what's best for ourselves. That's kind of our natural bend. Um, And then through the process of sanctification, once you um, except Christ, you're kind of changing that. You're you're working to change your nature to be others focused, um, outward loving as opposed to inward loving. What this can show us in these first just couple verses of chapter 16, where Samson is is with the prostitute, and yet he still was able to get out. Um, the the Lord still showed him favor. God's plan is bigger than our own. God had a plan for Samson to defeat the Philistines. And so even though Samson was living in very blatant, obvious sin, um, God's plan was still the one that prevailed in that. Um, so that's kind of just the my takeaway from the first couple of verses. And then in verse four, we are introduced to Delilah. This is kind of the story um, where that we know of. When we think of Samson, you kind of think of Delilah. They kind of go together, at least in my mind. Um, you know, we, we see here just in the first couple of verses and then in Samson's dealing with Delilah that Samson's weakness was women. Um, even with his first wife um, that we heard about in chapter um, 15, um, you know, Samson had this weakness for beautiful women. He wanted whatever he saw. Um, and that's that's kind of just where he went with that. That was something that was a struggle for him, obviously. Delilah's weakness that we see in this is money. Um, these Philistines said, if you can give him over to us, we're each going to give you 1,100 pieces of silver. And, you know, she just saw stars in that. That's That was her weakness. So we're introduced to that in uh, verse verses 4 through 6. And then in verses 7 through 14, we see this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Three different times, um, Delilah says to Samson, how can we 
how can we, you know, how can we take your strength? Which even in that, I'm like, Samson, what are you thinking? You know, isn't it true in our own lives that when sin has a hold of us, when, when something has a hold of our lives, it's so hard to break free from that. This, this weakness that Samson had for Delilah, obviously, he could not shake it. He didn't just walk away from her. He kept going back to her, even though the Philistines, she was working with the Philistines to try and trap him. He just kept going back. That weakness, that sin just had a hold of his life and he couldn't, he couldn't break free from it. So we see this back and forth. You know, the first time it almost seems kind of like a joke, like, um, the, the bowstrings, obviously bowstrings are very hard, you know, they're, they're, um, they're not easily broken because they're used for bow and arrows, but, but still like you just think about a thread. Um, and then it seems like each time it gets to be a little bit more, um, we see the rope, we see his hair being kind of braided in with the loom. And so I just keep thinking, you know, what is he doing? Why does he keep going back to this? But remember God has a plan and we don't even see it fully come to fruition. In fact, Samson's overtaken in these verses, but God has a plan and we just have to walk through it. Even though Samson is is living in sin, even though he is actively sinning and being with Delilah, he's with a woman who's not his wife. Um the the will of the Lord is still being worked through that. Now, that does not give us full permission to do whatever we want and just let the Lord work through that because that's not the way it works. We need to be walking in the will of the Lord. Um, but God is powerful. What this story shows me is that above all, God is powerful and he can use our mess, my mess, um, for his glory. So um, then we get down to verse 18 through 21, and this is where Samson caves. I think of this verse where it says um, in verse 16, and when she pressed him hard with her words day after day and urged him, his soul was vexed to death. You know, I think even though Samson and Delilah weren't married, I think about how me as a woman, I'm married, um, how I'm called to submission to my husband, um, that when, when Spencer makes a decision for our family, my job is to trust that he is walking in the will of the Lord and to let him lead in that way, not to nag him about it over and over and over until he caves to my way, because that's what happens here. Delilah just keeps pressing, keeps going, keeps pushing until finally Samson's like, I've had enough of this. This isn't worth it anymore. I'm just going to tell her. Now, hindsight, we're like, Samson, you could have walked away from the situation. You chose to still be with Delilah. But again, the Lord has a plan here. And so he's going to work this for his good. So, so Delilah just kind of wears him down and he caves and the Philistines overtake him. He wakes up, um, kind of in the midst of this turmoil and realizes that he can't get away anymore. His strength has left him. The Lord has left him. It actually says in verse 20, it says, but he did not know that the Lord had left him. And so the Philistines were able to take him. They even gouged out his eyes. 
Um, they shackled him and he was then in the prison, it says, and he ground at the mill in the prison. And so that's kind of where we leave off with Samson. That's what we see last is that he has been overtaken, this judge of Israel, this judge that God had called out and risen up, um, is now in prison but with the Philistines. But we have a little bright spot. This section of scripture ends with verse 22, and it says, but the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Redemption is coming. We're not left without a glimmer of hope. There is hope coming. So I hope that something of this maybe resonated with you today. I hope if anything, you're going to join us back tomorrow. Um, I'll actually be back with you tomorrow and we're going to finish out chapter 16 and we're going to get to see some redemption. So I urge you to join us tomorrow and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.